what I would like to say to all of you guys is you can shove my hairy fucking sexy dick up your little fucking tight little sweet little fucking rotting pussies and accept the fact that I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want and you're gonna fucking accept it because I'm a nice person I'm a nice person and I mean well and I'm just here to fucking tell my story I didn't invite you to the table you just showed up here. I feel like he's feeling the Popeyes. My seasoning. Okay, he's uh, into the Popeyes. Where does that taste like a neighborhood you've never been to? Oh my god! <laughs> Stop it! Fuck I want! 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 Welcome to the Black Sublime Podcast. This is your host, Mr. Haberdashery, a.k.a. Aeolus White, a.k.a. Pop-Ass Chicken, not better than the dick. Pop-Pop-Ass Chicken, not better than the dick. Um, so, I... I promised y'all, I didn't promise shit actually, but I thought that I would every once in a while give the girls a drunk episode. Um, because, well, see, here's the thing, I wanted to do it a little more frequently, but I realized that I care a lot about the drunk me. Like, junk me, you know, is for my friends. Like, I, the, the drunk Anthony or the drunk... Mr. Haberdashi, the junk Aeolus, like, this is all for my friends and family, you know. So I didn't want to expose her to the world for many reasons. One, because she um, is, a, is a mess, um, talks a whole lot of motherfucking shit, and, um, you know, not all of it should be public. But I also think that there's some things that should be um, kept sacred with for your friends and all of that. So, yes, welcome to the Black Sublime Podcast. Um, what I wanted to talk, get into, there are a couple of things, but how much do we love Ari Lennox, though? Like, she's amazing. And what I love about her, I mean, Shea Butter Baby was dope. Like, I love the vibes, the Erica Badu kind of, she kind of reminds me of Erica Badu, not in song selection or lyric style or even vocal styling, but in quality. Like, you know, Erica has a very, like, when she gets in her higher register, she has a very, like, forward sounding, clear voice. And I just love that about Ari. But I honestly don't think I need music from her. Like, I fuck with her, her body. I just don't think I need it. Because if she said to me, I'm going to make an album of lives. Like, I'm just going to make an album of me going on live. I would probably buy that shit. Because her lives are funny as hell. Like, I can't. And she speaks, like... The way she speaks, it's kind of just, I don't know, I just love it. Like, I don't want to be out here saying something dumb like she speaks properly. But there is something about the way she enunciates her her flame, like her fire, that just cracks me up. So shout out to her. Um, so there are a couple of things I want to talk about this week. I'm really not sure if I'm going to get to all of it because I am drinking. It's funny. 
Because, you know, my summer drink is a passion fruit and rum is a rum girl. And then I have some tiki bitters that I add to that. Um, but, like, clear rum, Bacardi Superior is my rum of choice for, like, mixed drinks. And I'm like, it's almost, I'm not going to say it's the end of summer because that's blasphemy. But summer is, you know, we are, things are happening on the calendar. And, um... Yeah, I might need a drink for the fall. I mean, I'm a rum drinker mostly. There's a as Room JM. I just love their approach to rum. They kind of they take it really, really seriously in the way that a lot of people take like a scotch or something very seriously. They they age in oak barrels. They they take it really, really, really fucking seriously. So I appreciate um, I appreciate that. And um, and you can kind of, you can taste it for sure, and it's a little higher than a regular forty percent. It's like forty three typically. I'm I'm a fan of that um, that rum, so I might make a little home cocktail for that. But yeah, I still want to push my passion fruit rum one, add some tiki bitters to that. As shit goes, it slaps. It fucking slaps. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So. You know, <laughs> you know how bad decisions, or not even bad decisions, because I'm not going to judge myself or anybody else, you know, because I don't really feel guilty. But you know how decisions beget decisions, and like energy begets energy, and like whole shit begets whole shit, and like. You know, these things beget the same type of shit. Like, I'm sure in the Bible it says that or something. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> but so I made a choice on Monday to go to this bar that I like. I've been going to the bar for a while. I, I mean, the bar I've known for a really long time. It's been around for a minute. And I went because... I was in a good mood, and I was like, you know, I got off work. Let me go see. I got a little coin. Let me go check it. Okay. I go. They always have strippers that are kind of like stripper hookers. Like, they're right on the line. It's like, but they look good. They look good. So, that's that's really the thing. It's like, I, like, I... Normally, you know, I like to be, I have a very Virgo, I, I hate to get my astrology back, but I have a very Virgo-like energy to me where it could be, like, I turn up because I also have a Scorpio energy to me, but I'll be looking like, um, I'm not doing any of that whole shit, girl. Like, y'all want me to act stupid, I'm not, no, we not on that type of time. Especially not paying for nothing, but. Actually, you know, we should probably get into prostitution, like, as an idea. Like, not even on an intellectual ass, like, I'm not giving y'all that today because, I, like I said, today is junk. I thought about this, like, the culture, anybody that hates prostitution, hates it, like, emotionally, is a liar. You know, anybody. Like, I, the, yeah, there are socio-political things. Like, yes, if you, if you legalize it, you might make, you know, exploitation easier from the, from the context of like sex trafficking. Like, there are reasons that people hate legalizing it. People don't like the idea of it. And all that is fine and good. But to hate prostitution for real is nuts. Like, you, like, you, 
it does not make any sense to me to actually dead ass like hate prostitution because when you think about it it's like and I think I might have mentioned this on the podcast there's this spiritual she's like a healer she's an energy an energy person and essentially she has these archetypes and one of the archetypes that she works with is the prostitute and it's the idea that anybody can be bought or sold for anything and that's and not even and even in that articulation of it it's a little bit it's a little too um it doesn't speak to dignity and what the service does but like y'all are out here acting like people aren't fucking for free like you like to the gays and you know not shading my people you know we i love us all of that but people are on grinder on jacks with their holes open like there are li- and i think people don't understand that there are the gays people are literally pri- prying their holes open taking pictures blindfolds asking there are people that are giving hotel room numbers and are just saying i am going to be face down ass up amtrak me if you will amtrak if that's how you feel amtrak me that's what there are people people are out here doing that okay and i'm not judging that because shout out to the amtrak girls we love them But what I'm saying is people are doing that for free. So if you have somebody that wants to charge, you know, like what old girls say, um, I could teach you, but I'd have to charge. If there are people that want to charge, I don't have a problem with that. So tangent. So anyway, I go to hooker night, stripper hooker night. And I get me a dance or whatever. I get me a couple of dances. Actually, I just think I did two. Because, you know, I don't... Well, there's a couple. But I don't do... You know, I like my money. I do. You know, and that's the thing that I don't think... Unless I was a rich girl and became a rich girl. You know, late. Like, if I was a rich girl, what I would do. I would keep my money, first of all. But, you know, I might trick a little bit. You might get... I might trick a little... But I just don't like spending money on things like that. So whatever. But anyway, so I spent money on one of the girls that I knew. I've actually known him for a really long time, but uh, whatever. We're not going to, you know. (laughs) But um, I did that. All right. So I saw him. I got my dances. We were talking about um, possibly like meeting up, you know, but I, I was chill on that. That energy, though, I started my week with that energy. So, of course, I end up backsliding, which is the perfect word for this. I end up, like, backsliding. Well, I'm not going to say I backslid to my defense. I'm going to just say that we knew he was problematic, and we talked about him on the the podcast. (laughs) We knew that Jamaica, yo boy, was problematic. But I was like, you know, I told him at the time that if you hit me up, you know that it's just going to be for, you know, for the, for the, for the gushy, not even for my, you know, for, but regardless, I said that. So we meet up, we, you know, get, we start having fun or whatever. And the problem with him, well, it's not even the problem. 
what I struggle with is first of all, like, you know how people talk nasty or like dirty or whatever during sex? Like I'm not a girl that talks dirty. And maybe I should maybe I should work on that. I don't know. No one's complained thus far, so I don't really give a fuck. But I don't say I don't I don't y'all be like, you know, I don't nah. If you want me to say something, I might, you know, color my moans. Like you might get different color moans. You know, you might you might get you might get a different you might get a you know different color breathe. Like I might breathe with a different timbre. But you know, whatever. So anyway, remember like I'm gonna remind you of this guy. Very masculine, very muscular, West Indian, you know, hyper muscular, like hyper masculine dude. And he's the one who told me that I needed to I can never dress anything feminine, no short shorts, no nail polish, nothing if I wanna fuck with him in public. So we're, we're, you know, getting it popping. Here, he gonna tell me, you know, <laughs> breathe this pussy. So, mind you, he's Jamaican. So, they, you know, they like, you know, whatever. But, okay. I didn't laugh, so shout out to me. I wanted to laugh. And it's not that that was a joke or like I like he doesn't deserve to get bread like we all deserve that moment but it's just like the context because the moment he said breathe this pussy I rem- I remembered that he that he told me that I couldn't wear short shorts you know so all of it together is was I wanted to cackle and but but you know, I, no, nah, I didn't. I let the moment go, and we lived our lives. But I just thought about that, and it was just real difficult for me to stay serious. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was a complete tangent. I didn't even mean to do that. And then after after that, I went to a place where I discovered that the culture is now. The culture is now the queer, well, gay black. I don't know how queer it is, but the gay black culture is now very raw. Like people are throwing unprotected sex out the window. I mean, and when I say out the window, I mean out the motherfucking window. Like people are sitting on things without even thinking twice not even you know how people like you might when you're you know younger you'll put your hand on it to see if there's a you know a ribs thing or a, or anything that makes sure it's protected people aren't doing that anymore and i don't know if i should be concerns or if I should if there's fear at what I'm what I'm going through emotionally as I respond to the fact that the culture the queer black particularly urbans because I live in New York City culture is a little less um protected than usual you know in the aftermath of losing a generation to HIV and AIDS or not even just that like gonorrhea becoming stronger where there's strands of it that aren't responding to i mean that's why there's a new well not a new but a new recommendation by the cdc and how to like cure how to treat um gonorrhea there's like oral gonorrhea there's 
increased spike in syphilis, like all of these things. A couple of years ago, there was something in the community. Was it meningitis? It was meningitis. Apparently, like meningitis was going on in the gay community, be- just based on the behavior pattern, not because it's like venereal or anything like that. So all of these things, just knowing that, I don't know if there's a general fear or if it's something that's just. Well, it can't. It might be. Tra- it definitely is trauma based, right? Because of that sort of generational trauma, or uh, intergenerational trauma of the HIV/AIDS crisis, but. I'm wondering if there's internalized homophobia as well, right? Because that's 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 a part of the AIDS crisis that no one speaks about, or that isn't spoken about in the in the everyday conversation about it, right? The fact that an entire because it's, a lot of time has passed, so people don't remember that the popular mainstream culture and from everything from music to politics made it seem like it was our fault. It was the gay community's fault. This is your just due for being deviant. And I think a lot of those lessons were passed down, even though we might not have been around through that initial wave of propaganda. It lives, and I feel like Maybe my fear or my shock from the culture being so raw now, like maybe it's just part of that or like a, a, a enduring internalized homophobia. I don't know. It's something that I'm going to think about and examine and, you know, I'll let some time pass before I get into the real, real tea. And it's not because I don't want to tell y'all. It's really because I feel like there are... I wonder if I have to protect certain certain underground things that currently exist in New York that, you know, as as New York gets less um, diverse, a lot of these underground things will go away. So, you know, I don't always like to share everything that we do up here. Um, so there are a couple other things I, I wanted to talk about. But I'm going to pick, you know, I'm going to do something where I'm going to pick, you know, there's a bone I want to pick with folks. And then I'll go into um, a couple of other like quick things before I let you go and enjoy your lovely Tuesday, your lovely Wednesday, and, you know, all of the good stuff on Labor Day this weekend. So have a good time. Um, I bumped into one of my homies and really I was talking to like her and her husband and we were discussing, I basically shared my beef about white veganism and like maybe I'm fucked up by putting white vegan, white in front of veganism because veganism isn't like anything racial, but it's important for me to note that there's a different style of veganism between white and black people. As a matter of fact, let's get into that. Let's get into veganism. Well, lightly. Actually, let me continue the drink, but hold up. But all right. I, back in November, I feel like it was November 2017. 
It was. It was after Thanksgiving, after I'd come back from Rio, praise God, because if I had gone, if I had gone vegan before I went to Rio, or I went to Rio, Buenos Aires, and I think Asuncion, it was Asuncion, whatever city in Uruguay is next to, is near Buenos Aires, I I don't think it was Asuncion, it's some other city, but um, regardless, I went. And all of that shit down there is meat, beef particularly, forward. So I would have been assed out. And I was actually assed out in Rio, so I wouldn't have wanted any, anywhere, right? I wouldn't have wanted any digestive issues, let's just say that. So, um, I... <laughs> ah! Okay, <laughs> so um, I started this journey, though. And this after Thanksgiving in 2017, and it was cold turkey for me, honestly. Like, I just woke up, my mom and I were having this conversation, and I was like, you know what, I'm good. Let's give it a shot. And I think we had watched, we watched um, whatever that documentary was about me back then. And it hit home for me, so I, oh my God, I feel like a cornball singing at home, but whatever. It hit home. And um, I decided to do this But then I encountered a shit ton of issues That were nothing about food Like just what it means to What it means to be black What it means to live To oscillate between classes Because at the time I was working in finance Where I had a little bit of coin It was a bit easier to do that then But I was trying to break I was noticing how my income privilege interacted with the food I was choosing and like the ease of choosing other diets and just not even the ease of choosing diet, but what these things represent, like what a New York strip represents in our society, what a New York strip represents in the context of like investment banking or whatever finance you're into, like whatever corporate, like what these things represent. Um, I was very sensitive to it at the time, so, but it was easy for me because I didn't really care about white people, so all of that, I was like, fuck that, I'm gonna get what I want. So I started to, um, I started this journey, pretty easy for me, but then I started to think about what it means, like how a lot of black culture and all, so all cultures, black or not, food is an integral part of it. So all of these traditions are wrapped up in food and I felt like I was rejecting them. And even if I took like a proxy um, or some kind of substitution to that, it wasn't quite hitting. Even if the flavor was good, I still feel like the ancestral part of it, that contribution, um, that tapping into a lineage or a legacy or whatever you want to say, I was rejecting it. And I never quite solved that problem, but I just, I thought to myself, well, my ancestors want me to take care of myself. And not just science, but all of these things, I felt in my body less inflamed. I mean, I lost, within the first, like, six weeks, I lost 25 pounds. And it wasn't that I lost it because I was overweight or because, like, 
it just a mat. It just automatically like you just get slim. A, fe- a very like not everybody has that experience, but I realized that I the weight that I lost was inflammation. It wasn't muscle. It wasn't fat. It was inflammation. I was so inflamed, like it was crazy. And I would look at myself, and I would see, like, even in the mirror, I would see like bloating. I would see stuff, but I just thought, like, whatever, you know. As the day goes down, as the day passes, like bloating will go down. I'll be fine. And I just never took it seriously. Um. So my veganism was for health reasons. When I started to go, when I changed careers entirely and went into hospitality, I realized that, I mean, the hours just don't really allow me to do it. I have to do a lot of cooking myself and pre, like, whatever they call it, meal days or whatever the fuck that shit is, the meal prep. There you go. Yeah, um, meal prep. I have to do that, which I'm not doing because I don't, I mean, whatever. I'm not going to say it. I was thinking. <laughs> I just, I'm good. So, you know, I decided, all right, I'll be vegetarian. Not go back to me, but I still feel the difference. But regardless, my diet is really based on health, for health reasons. But when you get on social media, all right, you get on social media, you you see people, particularly white people, in their back. In their fucking bag about animals and how we should care about them and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I like animals. That's fine. Yes, I know their environmental benefits. I get all of that. And I do care about the earth. I do. It's fine. But when I... People, white people go absolutely fucking ham on Instagram about animals. Like, they will have a hundred posts about animals. They will post, you know, dying animals, you know, half-dying animals, painted animals, bleeding animals. They will post all of this fucking shit to guilt you out of wearing some goddamn leather or a mink coat or sheepskin condoms which I don't think they, I don't know if they do that but they should if they care about whatever whatever they're doing okay they 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 they, they, they use their fucking privilege and their time warner wi-fi and bother you about animal shit and all of that okay and I, like I said, I care a, a little about the animals. I do, I you know, whatever. But what bothers me is that y'all motherfuckers will use your Wi-Fi, use your good data plan, you know, use the towers that we all share about animals, but not about dead black people. Not about dying black people, not about dead black people, not about murder trans trans folk, not about murder trans people of color, not about people, not about children dying in custody of this bullshit that's on the board. And I'm not saying that you need, I'm not telling you that you even need to be a champion of these other issues. Well, you, you should, but not that you need to be a champion champion. But my problem 
is when you can get on whatever your social media of choice and talk and preach. And it don't and it's not even just social media. In person. Oh, they'll start to tell you all the benefits of being vegan. They'll tell you all they'll give you stats on the animals dying. Like you like you don't know. I know that they're killing and that they're killing animals. I know that they treat animals like shit and then they kill them. I know that they use because it's a capitalist country or capitalist system that they don't care about anything on principle and they just care about getting the highest monetary value from the system. I know that. I know that because that's how they treat black people. I know that because that history is in my blood. It's in the blood of my ancestors. I know that because it's obvious. If they will do it to human beings, they will do it to animals. I know that. <laughs> but you are out here trying to get me to care about animals when you don't care about me. You are using your good, the, the Lord's Wi-Fi, Jehovah's the internet, okay? Rihanna's internet. You're using Rihanna's fucking internet to talk to me about, about some shit. I know. Of course I know. But what are you doing? How People are dying. I don't see your Instagram busy for that. I don't see any anything busy for that. Your fingers aren't busy for that. And I just, you know, it bothers me. It bothers me. And it's it's one of those things where it's like, and not just that, but I live in New York City. So when I want to go have a um a vegan meal, like we went to a vegan vegetarian restaurant for my mom's birthday. It was lovely. You know, it was absolutely lovely. And, you know, shout out to mom. Uh, you know, it, whatever. It was lovely. But when you go out to eat in New York for a vegetarian food, food that is cheap by definition, right? A lot of this shit is cheap. The, the, the premium, what people spend money on in, the, in Western like farming are meat products, dairy, beef, not leaves, not leaves and, 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 and whatever the fuck else, cauliflower, you know, these things are cheap. They are cheap, especially when they are in season. You are charging premium, premium Gucci, Gucci prices for, for, for leaves, you have lost your mind. I don't give a fuck how you process it. But it's because they saw something, the capitalism, as opposed to being like, hey, this is a way that we can feed a lot of people for cheap and promote like, you know, livelihoods and all of that. They chose to make a, take a coin. And it annoys me. It bothers me, right? Um, so I guess my point about white veganism, I guess it's like a lot of other white things, right? It misses the point. It doesn't support, you know, it does, it's not pro-human. 
It's not pro-human. It's not thinking about everybody. And that's the kind of thing that privilege does. So it's not, it's all privilege. All privilege. It's like as a man, as a queer man, when I speak, I think about men first. You know, as, as somebody that has some feminine energy, I think about women. I see, I think about women uh, for a lot of reasons, but, you know, I think about everything because I have anxiety. But, you know, aside from all of these things, like, I, the privilege it is a blinder. So, but my thing is, like, the audacity to talk to me about dying animals. <laughs> The fucking audacity. Like, they will, like, somebody will, all right. And this is not me being funny. It's not funny. But it kind of is funny, but it's not. Like, you know how calves that are used for, to slaughter, for, you know, veal and stuff, are some of, the, some of them are kept artificially, well, not artificially, they're forced into small cages and small spaces so that they don't grow so that their muscles and stuff stay tender and it's inhumane or inanimate or whatever the fuck right fine it is it is bad i mean i guess it's bad i don't know but if i were an animal i'd be pissed you know i don't even like taking the subway with you niggas so i know i'd be mad about being in a goddamn shit you know got box that i can't even spread my I, I get it but do they? Do people not understand that solitary confinement exists in prisons today? For anyone that the box exists, and not that the box is you know small, but they are putting people in jail with no human contact, with no contact with other people in their species today, and most of those people are black. Do they understand that black people are? In our imprisons all the time, in unjustly, and uh, there's a system that is making money. Like, are you serious? And not only that, it's like if you are my friend and if you know anything about me, you know that I have close family members that are in jail. So you got you put your silver ass, you know, alabaster ass tongue and your lips together to talk to me about imprisoned imprisoned animals. You you have lost your minds. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's nuts to me. Um, but whatever. Um, moving on, moving on. And I think I'm actually running a little late, but I've, I do want to keep talking. So I'm going to. It's the alcohol for sure. Because um, normally I cut this shit off by, by now. Um, the last thing I want to share is really like a note. A note and a, a encouragement, I guess. Like I have been seeing a lot of older friends um, recently, and I've always asked. This is something that I've been doing for a long time, where I'll ask people how happy they are. Because in New York, everybody want to know. You know, what do you do? Like, you know, what do you do? Like, oh, what are, you're at a. Because I mean, I was in finance for a bit. They were like, oh, what bank you work at? Oh, like what group? Like. What products? What you know? That shit. That shit was so fucking boring to me. Even at the time, I actually kind of liked some of the product stuff, but still, the conversation about it 
it bores me to death. To death. The dick shrivels up. Don't okay, let me just anybody that checks for me that be on a date, if you if you on a date and you want, you know, to check for the kid and you start asking me or you start talking about like, you know, whatever it is about the technicalities of your job. If you don't love it, if you love it, it's different. If this is your passion, I will listen to it. That shit, I love hearing people rant about their passion. Like, that makes me so happy. But if you're not, if you are talking about some shit that you don't really like, but you're doing it because it's rote at this at this point, we not fucking. Escargot dick. Snail, I'm going right back in the shell. And that's it. I'm going to go find, I'm going to go... I'm going to leave, probably. I don't care, right? So I ask people, like, you know, how happy they are, all of that. And a lot of people have been giving me, on a scale of 1 to 10, I say, like, you know, happy. A lot of people have been giving me low ratings. I mean, low. I'm talking threes and twos, fours. And I just, you know, I feel really bad. I was talking to my homegirls, and I was like, you know, I feel bad, you know, but this is because my friends are from New York. You know, it's funny because one of them doesn't live in New York anymore, but she's still a New York ass bitch. So I said, well, you know, I feel really bad. I have so many friends that are, that are, you know, (laughs) that are giving me low ratings and you know I'm sitting here bleeding heart sensitive. She like, I don't give a fuck. She didn't say that, but she was like, I don't feel bad. I mean, what? And then my other friend, they both were like, I don't feel bad for them. You know, it's a choice you make. And it's true. A lot of times it is a choice you make. I guess, I mean, I just have the, now that I'm being less of an asshole, just, well, now that I'm being a little bit more vulnerable. And honest about my, well, that's not even, oh, none of that's true. I should say, like, now that I'm being, now that I'm using the information that I intuit, um, I feel bad. You know, I, I feel bad for folks that are so unhappy. And I guess I just want to encourage people to be happy. I mean, there, a lot of it, some of it is an attitude or mindset shift about, you know, thinking positive thoughts and all of that. And then some of it is actually action-based, choosing a lifestyle that works for you, that makes you happy. I just... It's just so, so terribly sad that there are people who are so unhappy but they're so loved and they have their they're gifted and i understand why cuz i once was one of those people i mean i can't even describe how sad i was and sad isn't even the word just unhappy unaroused detached I was, I just, it was awful. It really was. So I understand that I guess I just wish happiness and joy 
for everyone that I know and love. And it's, it's interesting because I don't have pretty language for that. I don't have a poem, a song for that. I just have the honest, childlike articulation of, shit, I just really want you to be happy. For real. And it's just made me so sad to see so many people so unhappy. And people of color, particularly. People that, are, that have worked from nothing, whose families have sacrificed, children of immigrants. Unhappy. And I'm like, bro, bro or ma'am, but it's funny that I said, bro, I man, that's this, but whatever. What? You know what I'm saying? So I just, I don't know. I'll leave y'all with that. I want y'all to be happy. It's a lot of work sometimes to heal and stuff like that, but it's work that needs to be done. It's work that needs to be done. Um, I love you all. Have a lovely, lovely week. Have a lovely Labor Day. Um, I will be in the midst of the West Indian Day Parade here, you know. I'll pro- I should probably be home, but I do want some bacon sharks, so I'll probably do that. <laughs> Next week, I'll tell y'all an interesting story about one of my um, Labor Day fiascos. But anyway, I love you all. Take care.